Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. This is episode number 238. We are now being heard in 44 different countries. So if you are new, we're all about overcoming obstacles. We're about defying the odds. And today we're going to be talking about a major obstacle for a lot of people, which is how to earn more money. So first, if you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like and share the video. Help get this information out there. Don't keep it all for yourself. It's very selfish. And if you're joining me on Facebook, please like and share as well. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just hang on. You're going to enjoy the show. It's all about uplifting you, helping you clear whatever obstacles are in your path towards what you want to accomplish the most. So today, I said we're going to talk about earning more money, and this is good because I, I can uh, take some notes on this topic as well. And so helping me have this conversation is Natalie Noisette out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Good morning. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Really awesome. good, actually. Ooh, really good. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. So, so before we went live, you said you were from Queen City? The Queen City, that's right. Queen City, and you said that's fitting. <laughs> Why that's is that fitting? Appropriate, because I'm a queen, of course. Come on, Robert. You know. <laughs> <laughs> said, of course. <laughs> so, are you originally from there? No, I'm actually born and raised in New York. Oh, New York. Yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn to be exact. Okay. You might hear if I say water or coal, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in Rhode Island, so you know, us New Englanders, we have our own our own accent up here oh, too. So you guys sure do. <laughs> Try to say something with an R. What'd you say? Try to say something with an R. Uh, I'm pretty good with it. Like, like I can say car. You know, like I, I'm like oh, car. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But okay. Every, <laughs> every now and then it slips out though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, I'll be right back. I gotta go park. <laughs> it's like, oh, pa- park. <laughs> I <laughs> catch myself. <laughs> so I'm actually a transplant. I was actually born in New York City myself. Okay. Yeah, the bulk the bulk of my family was born in Brooklyn. Uh, my my parents' apartment burned down when my mom was pregnant with me, so I was actually born in Far Rockaway. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's wild. Yep, good stuff. All right, so how would you describe yourself? Betty, so, wait, hold, wait, hold up, Betty. Yeah, sure. How would your best friend describe you? That's funny. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's so funny that you asked that because the other day um, I was, we would like share memes and like, you know, mm. TikTok videos and stuff all day long. Yeah. And she was like, you know, and I was telling her, we was one meme. I was like, when I get married, none of you better stand up <laughs> and give a speech. <laughs> we don't need to have that energy in the room. So actually I wouldn't want them to describe me, but if I had to, if I like gun to the head, if I had yeah. to, um, they would describe me as probably a problem solver. They would describe me as a person who has all the answers, not like a know-it-all kind of way, but yeah, they no, me advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would also describe me as someone who um, is, what's the word I'm looking for, is really curious. I don't want to say really, but like, you know, really thirsty for knowledge, um, always seeking to understand, always looking for opportunities. And I think that aligns with my definition of myself as well. Okay. I like it. So this this all seems very tied into what it is you do. Absolutely. You know, being a problem solver. It's yeah. good, it's good to have the answers. You know, there's nothing nothing wrong with being like, yeah, I know stuff. 
Right. <laughs> but the thing is, even with being a, a, someone who knows things, you also have to understand what you don't know, right? Yes. Which facts. kind of leads you to, kind of leads you down the path of wanting to know because then you can fill in gaps of information that will allow you to tie in things and essentially know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, even in fitness, in the gym that I train out of, Everyone who joins the facility gets assigned a coach. And mm. so many people are like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, no, you're good. And it's like, I, I studied fitness. I'm, I'm glad you worked out your entire mm-hmm. life, but I'm sure there's things you can take away from me, even if it's just one thing. And yeah. so many people are like, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't need that coach. And I played, you know, college soccer 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay. But like things have changed <laughs> since then. Yeah. And then know, they it's like, themselves. yeah, it's like, I'm always seeking, seeking to understand. Right. You know, because like, yeah, just because I'm, I'm a certified trainer doesn't mean I know everything that and there's different there's different facets of fitness. Mm-hmm. And so and I feel like that's true in really any any industry. But how did you get into doing what you're doing? So because I, I thought to know, really, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look back when I look back at my life, I learned one common thread was that every problem I've had. I end up turning around and helping someone else solve that same problem because we're not as special as we think we are. We're really not all that special. And we all have these like unique shared experiences with slight variances, you know, but we have a lot of shared experiences. And I feel like every single problem that I've solved for myself, someone either has had the same problem, saw how I was able to traverse it, and then I end up teaching how to solve that problem themselves. Um, entrepreneurship, about credit, about making more money, looking, learning to look at problems as opportunities. Um, I read a lot of books that kind of help frame and shape my mind around that. So that's how I end up in, I want to say, at least 90% of the businesses, fields, markets that I end up in because I'm looking at okay, I had this issue. I know other people are going to have this issue. How can I not help other people get to the objective? Whatever that may be. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, it says up above us here, your true power lies in your story. And that goes right in line with what you just said. No matter what it is that anyone goes through, no matter how bad it is, how messy it is, how traumatizing it may be, there are teachable moments within that story that you can use to help other people. So oh. so now, so people who watch this show know I've said a billion times, you know, I've, I've had a me, ma- I had a major knee injury in 2009. Mm-hmm. The doctors told me I would never run a jump again. Mm-hmm. And so now you're talking 13 years later, I'm still using that story to help people who are stuck and feel like they can't do something or yeah. like they, they lack the skill, they lack the talent. I'm like, I wasn't yeah. even supposed to run or jump again. Right. And ne- next weekend, I'm about to do my 165th race since that diagnosis. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it's like you, you use your stories, you know, not to just say, oh, look at what I did. It's mm-hmm. like, no, it's like I did it. This is what was the steps that I took. Yeah. And here's steps you can take. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. You know, I one of my favorite books and a book that I revisit a lot as far as like a, being an entrepreneur, especially when I feel stuck or like speaking to what you're speaking to, like those limitations, yeah. self-imposed limitations, might I add, mm-hmm. but those limitations that we kind of place on ourselves and I place on myself sometimes um, is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And that book really helps me to understand that anything that you go through or anything that 
you are experiencing, whether they be favorable or unfavorable, right? Obstacles, obstacles can be seen as something that's favorable because you know you ever had those experiences in life where like you could look back at it and be like, dang, if that did not happen, then I couldn't be where I am now. So yes. we look at it as unfavorable, but they end up working out in the end, right? Exactly. Um, that has become one of the primary tenets of any strategy that I employ. I don't want people to tell me what, what they want. I want them to tell me what their problem is. And I want them to vent about it deeply. Like, mm-hmm. what are you afraid of? What, you know, where do you see yourself after this problem is solved? Like, not not just what you want, but like, frame the problem. And I promise you, you're going to find a solution. Every product, service, um, thing that we purchase day to day was a perceived problem that someone solved and now they're profiting from, yes. which is one. Of my, so one of my like um, signature speeches is problem question mark, solve it that comma profit then profit. Yes. Because we, okay. And here's another tip for business owners who are listening. If you listen to your customers complain or you read the feedback, you are going to stumble upon a gold mine of profitability possibilities because people like to complain. They don't like to naturally jump towards problem solving. So if you are positioning yourself to understand that the obstacle and navigating yourself through the obstacle is the way out, you will have infinite sources of income. Like people look at me sometimes and they're just like, how do you have a business related to credit? How do you have a business related to speaking? How do you have a business related to podcasting? And then how do you create content? And like, why all these different things that seem seemingly unrelated, but every touch point, I'm solving a problem. Every touch point, I'm making a profit. Yes. And to your point, everything is related. Everything. Because from fitness, when, when I was transitioning over into podcasting, I was like, what, what am I going to talk about? Like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to structure this? Mm-hmm. And I just took the principles that I use to help yeah. someone lose weight or yeah. to help someone run a faster 5K or to help someone build muscle. Like, yeah. it's the same exact steps. Like, if you're going to start selling Mary Kay, we'll say. Yeah. There's there's a process that mm-hmm. you have to go through, yeah. and you gotta you gotta decide your commitment level. You gotta decide your investment level. Yeah. You gotta decide how many hours you're gonna dedicate to this thing. And it's the exact same thing with losing weight. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you are you ready to do this? Are you ready to put the work in? Are you ready to invest in yourself? Are you ready to drink enough water to change up your nutrition game and to to crush it in in the gym? Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. it really is all related, regardless of what the industry. Right. No, hundred percent. So I, I actually, um, I'm a podcast host as well. And the name of my podcast is Mental Money. And the most recent guest, which today's Sunday when we're recording this, the guest that's coming on that the episode is dropping tomorrow. He, when we spoke, he said something that like slapped me in my mouth. Cause I've always like, I've always felt it and like, but really couldn't articulate it. So he, he talks about, his name is Craig Chavez. He speaks about, the friction of truth, right? Mm. And I think that speaks to what you're saying. Yes. Whenever someone is embarking on anything, any any venture, which is which is why I love working with new entrepreneurs because the the principles that are true and hold true 
for anything that you want to start, anything that you want to do, are going to be the foundation for what you build upon. But what happens with a lot of people is that they look at the outcome, which is why I don't talk about the outcome. They only look at what I want. They look at the glitz. They look at the glamour. Oh, being an entrepreneur looks like it's all this and that. The The earning potential is infinite, which is true. However, the principles that you have to build as a foundation in order to get there once they come across those <laughs> those principles, <laughs> it gets really sticky really quick because there's friction in the reality versus the the actual appearance of what it is. So yeah. when I'm telling you, oh, you know, you have to work probably double what you did at your job in order to, for this to be successful. I'm not encouraging hustle culture. I'm not encouraging burnout culture. But there, if what you eat depends on what you kill, you got to put a lot more effort into it. You understand yes. what I'm saying? So now they're looking at, okay, when am I going to start earning six figures? Probably depending on what, in what industry you are, unless you have like this revolutionary technology that investors want to pour money into, you're probably not going to earn money until your second to third year. First year is foundational. Second year is, you know, we're working out kinks in our system. We're, we're figuring out, figuring out who are, who are real ideal target audiences, even though we have an idea of who we want to serve, we Mm -hmm. end up finding out that it's completely different than who we actually are serving. Right. Um, Especially if you're like running ads and stuff and then you're pivoting and pivoting and pivoting, trying to figure out what's working and what's going to stick and what's not. And they're two years in and they're burning through their savings account. They're burning through their 401ks. And the friction of that truth always hits them in the, you know, where. Yes. And to be honest with you, I think that's why people like us are important as far as like consultants and coaches are concerned, because when you have someone who's guiding you through that process, who's literally helping you jump over all of the learning curves that comes with being a novice you will be so much more successful, so much faster. Yeah, and I think, too, it depends. You know, I want to just emphasize what you said about solving a problem because, yeah. you know, the problem that you're solving and – sorry, got a, got a comment over here. Mm-hmm. He said, calculate your burn time very carefully. Very true, Frank, very yeah. true. Is it, it depends on the value of what you're doing, too. Like, if you have a $5,000 program – you know, you're gonna hit six figures a lot sooner. Yeah. You know, if if you if you're selling a, a two nine ninety nine bar of soap, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is a different level of hustle. Yeah. You know? So so I just think, you know, and for for me getting to that place to where I could sell a program for a couple thousand, it had to it had to do some some soul searching in here because again, mm. I grew up I grew up I don't want to say I grew up, but in most of my adult life, <laughs> I've lived very humbly. And so it's like we tend to look at things through our own lens where I was like, I wouldn't spend three thousand dollars for that. But yet I'm asking other people to do it. And, you know, you kind of have to have that talk with yourself in the mirror being like, this isn't about you. Yeah. It's like you're solving a problem. They're willing to pay this much to to, to have their problem solved. Yeah. Just move, move forward, because a lot of people feel like entrepreneurs are like, you know, thieves almost, <laughs> but it's like we're changing people's lives. Interesting you say that because I'm working on a book right now and I would love to come back on once that book is done because okay. it speaks exactly to that. Like the name of the podcast is Mental Money and the book is being aptly named after it. 
because in order to make money, you have to change your mindset, period. Like you gave a perfect example of how we rope in our identities with like the value that we bring with the value of who we are. And they're two different Mm -hmm. things, right? I had at one point, I had no qualms about charging upwards of $10,000, $15,000 for me to leave my house. I'm okay with that because I know, I know that if anyone applies the, the, the principles that I outlined for like either building a financial strategy around their business or building their business or personal credit, I know the value that it's going to bring them long-term. You have people refinancing homes and saving thousands of dollars in interest, right? For you paid 15, but you saved 25, 30, 45, $100,000 over the life of your, your home loan, right? I have no problem with that. That's a, for me, that's a short-term investment versus a long-term gain. And what you're really speaking to, and if we could really, this really deserves an episode on its own, is the cost of something versus the value of something. Yes. You don't understand the difference. Facts. We get caught up in that. And that's where a lot of people um, make mistakes because, you know, I I, I don't want, I'm going to start preaching. Let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) You can preach away, preach away. I'm on this Sunday. Don't get me started. Something going on in the background. Okay. I I don't want to start preaching. Don't get me started. See, it's like, See, I deal with that in the gym as well. Like, I'll sit down with someone for a consultation. Mm-hmm. And me, I don't sell the gym. Yeah, I sell what they tell me they want. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. why are you here? Like, you got high blood pressure. You got a stent in your heart. Yeah. You know, your your parents both died from heart disease. You want to be around for, for your grandchildren. Right. And then it gets to the price and they're like, ooh. Yeah. I'm like, well, what's the cost of staying where you are? you know it's like that's what they don't understand it's like i i went to are you familiar with eric thomas the speaker oh absolutely i'm i'm familiar with him okay i went to his speaker boot camp in atlanta in 2017 Mm -hmm. and it was three thousand dollars yeah and now i'm a single parent of five children Mm -hmm. right so it's like i i do everything on on a budget Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything and i struggled with this it's like do I go? Do I not go? Do mm-hmm. I go? Do I not go? Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Just go. And right. I went, and it completely changed the way I speak. Right. You know, it, I like I was I was always a, in I, like I was in leadership positions since I was 15 mm-hmm. years old. So speaking wasn't the issue. They helped convert me into a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like now I I can get in front of any group and completely captivate that audience. Yeah. Without any notes, I don't need a slide or a projector. I don't need any of that stuff. Right. Like, and that investment like changed everything for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, like, I'm gonna have these skills until my last day. Yeah, and and really, at the end of the day, what did it cost? It cost three thousand dollars. People spend, yeah. people can spend more than that on a, just a, a splurge weekend, mm-hmm. just doing nonsense. Yeah, you know. So, so that cost versus value is huge. Yeah. I spent, I looked at my PL again, maybe this sometime this week, just kind of comparing notes from the prior year, rolling over it to this year because we're almost over. Yeah. So um, last year, I spent about 28 grand on just professional consulting. That 28 grand made me three times that. Wow. Okay. This year, I doubled down. I'm looking at just this, like this year, it's, quarter three is not even here yet. And I'm projecting to make four times that. So if you invest in the best 
investment you can ever make in your entire life is on yourself. But that's only if you're willing to bet on yourself. Because I feel like a lot of people make these investments and then they're scared of not really making the outcome, having the outcome that they want to have because they don't bet on themselves. They really know they're not going to do the work. And I feel like on an internal level, they know they're not going to do the work. They're not going to... um, put in the effort that they need to, to be able to do what it is that they need to do. But if you are willing to bet on yourself, that 3000 for example, for your, your uh, situation, your that $3,000, I'm sure had a return oh. that you can't even calculate now. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if you learn how to really frame and understand what it is that you're going to be doing with what it, what the cost of the product is, you, some decisions don't even need to be calculated. Like, okay, I know this is going to bring me a return on my investment, but it has to be calculated, of course. Yeah. And so, again, to what you were saying, people have to understand that there's two different what ifs, yeah. but they focus on the negative what if. Yeah, you know, sure. well, what if I do this and I lose it all? Okay, what if yeah. you do this and you five exit? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you just have to pick which what if you want to you wanna lean into. Yeah. But again, going back to, to the gym, I deal with it constantly mm-hmm. as I'm getting people into our to our programs, whether it's personal training, and they're like, ooh, that's expensive. I was like, well, yeah, it was expensive for me to know what I know too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you want all of my attention, you want all of my knowledge, all of my expertise, all of my motivation. What yeah. you want that for 50 bucks? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. When you'll go to a bar and drop 200 like it's nothing. Because, I mean, there's a couple things that, to be said there, right? As far as, like, the outcomes of your beliefs on yourself, I want to state this in the most confident, self-assured, self-empowered way. And I hope everyone can take from it and not, like, feel a kind of way about it. There is no situation in which I don't win. Period. Love it. There's no situation. My outcomes are always met. Even if it didn't look the way I thought it was going to look, I never fail. I only learn. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like, I never fail. I only learn. There's no outcome in which I don't win. So really framing things that way will inform and empower you about the decisions that you're making. I love it. Also, people do not pay attention when they do not pay. Yes, that's a fact. Do you understand? So you mm-hmm. charging what you charge should not be the guiding principle for what someone else values, because where we put our money is a clear indicator of what our values are. Money is an exchange of value. So for you, for the example that you gave, as far as someone going to the bar and spending $200 on drinks and food and whatever, that's what they value. That's that's the, that's what you're telling me. If I'm looking at your PL as a business and I'm seeing that you only spent 10% or 20% of your marketing, your budget on marketing, you don't value getting in front of your customers or you haven't prioritized that. That's what that tells me. Yeah. But again, not to be con- not to be conflated or con- like confused with you your value as a person. Yes. Right? But just where you're where you are trying to put the most effort and energy behind. So t- let this be a takeaway. If you want to make more money, you need to determine what what you value the most. Do I value my free time? Okay, well, maybe I need to learn how to invest because I can find a more passive way to make money, right? 
Do I want to be more involved? Okay, maybe I want to go into a client-based service or business. Do I want, do I want, um, what else could you possibly want? Do you want to find ways of self-expression, but also service? Maybe you want to become a speaker. What do you value? And how are every, how is every single dollar you're putting behind what you say you want reflecting that? That's all it is. That's, that's the name of the game. Yep. That's so, that's so true. And, and again, going back to fitness as the example, I tell people like, if you're serious, your actions would show it. Period. It's, it, it's, it's that simple. When, when we do our six week check-in, like I can tell, I can tell, you yeah. know, people who are getting results. I mean, I know everyone's metabolism is different, mm-hmm. but just people who are getting results, you can tell that it's because of their actions. Yeah. And then the ones who aren't like, oh, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And that's like, are you journaling your food? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough steps in? Are you really giving your all in these classes? Yeah. It's like, that's why the scale didn't move, but that's why yeah. your body fat percentage didn't go down any mm-hmm. because you're not doing those things. And like I said earlier, it's the same in any industry. doesn't matter what it is. I used to manage restaurants and it could be a slow day. And then the servers who are just, you know, messing around. And I always had this one woman that it didn't matter if it was busy. slow. she was hustling, constantly hustling. And she always made money, you know, no no matter what, like she was just in tune with everything, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, that's that energy that that you got to bring. Yeah. So, all right. So let us know where where can people find you? You know, when's your book coming out? Like Mm -hmm. just talk about you for a little bit. Yeah, sure. The book is coming out in January. January, It's set to launch then. Um, we're just wrapping up the the preliminaries, <laughs> you know, the good the good stuff. Um, so I'm mostly on mentalmoney.me. Um, that's on Instagram. I can I can send you all this good stuff so you can put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, I actually think I have it all in the description already. Anyway, awesome, awesome, perfect. So mental money podcast. That's where I've been pushing people to the most because it's even if you're not, an, I, I mostly serve. Um, right now, Black women entrepreneurs um, or novice entrepreneurs, but I've been finding because we've been testing, right, um, that a lot of people have been attracted to it because they've been using these principles as a means to just reshape their mindset in general yeah. or because they've um, found more ways to make money to market themselves at work, to market themselves okay. in their job and earn increase their earning potential there, um, learn about what options are afforded for making more money as far as like investing or um, becoming more marketable, learning how to pivot in your own personal life. So if that's something that interests you and you can see how those principles ring true across or are permeable across your life, then please feel free to engage. Um, that's pretty much what I'm promoting the most right now because I started doing like equity consulting and that's taking up a lot of my time. So I don't do one-on-ones and I don't provide the service anymore as far as like credit is concerned. Um, but if you are interested in fixing your credit at all, I encourage you to go to convertedcredit.com. That's where um, our book is, convertedcredit.com. Um, I I still encourage people to do that because once you start learning how to make more money, the book shows you how to repair your credit, um, not get back into bad debt, understanding what credit is and how to leverage your credit to actually make money because that's an option for a lot of people. Um, so that's also one avenue where you can make more if you're interested. Um, and then sooner or later, I might start doing consulting again when when my the businesses that I've invested in are 
are growing into scale and they're a lot more, um, what's the word I'm saying? What's the word I'm looking for? They're a lot more independent. They don't they don't need me to hold their hands anymore. Um, then I might start doing consulting again. But right now, those those are pretty much the best way to find me and to kind of engage and learn and grow. All right. So give us some final words on on making money. Um, you are the captain of your own ship. Um, the quickest way to get out of wherever you are to where you want to be is to take accountability, have that awareness of what got you in that situation, and then literally reverse engineer everything that it is that you've done, abandon everything that you thought worked, um, and try to gain new skills that will allow you to earn more. And just, again, understand that there are so many touch points as far as making money, you just have to see the opportunities. Love it. I just want to add on to that too. Because um, I say a lot on this show, sometimes you already have the skill. Yeah. It's like a lot of people already have it in their in their brain. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with me going from the restaurant into fitness, you know, the same things I did in the restaurant, the way I trained a new cook or the way I trained a new server or a new, new busser. It was the yeah. same way I started onboarding people in fitness. Yeah. And like now I help people write, write speeches and tell their personal stories. Mm-hmm. And the principles are still the same okay. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah. across the board. So like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I had to learn, you know, marketing, branding, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But as far as the actual thing that I'm teaching people, mm-hmm. it was already present. It was already yeah. there, you know? So I just encourage yeah. people to just look within. And in some cases, they're already doing it. Yeah. Like th- there are people who are doing things. It's like, wow, you should be charging for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just don't mm-hmm. even realize it because it's just right. part of, of who, who they are. Right. You know, <laughs> you know it's so. interesting that you say that. I I recently had a conversation with someone who wasn't really ready to kind of like just sit down with me and really hash out or like create a strategy around their business. Yeah. And they were still in the, they're still full-time employees. And I told her, you're getting paid to learn. And you don't even realize it. Like yes. go into your job and look at all the systems that are in place. Look at what you can pull from, like go to different departments and learn from them, you know, like kind of understand how your job impacts their job and kind of like how the company works as a symbiotic unit. And it kind of speaks to what you're saying. Those those skills will transfer into when you become your own business owner. You'll understand what a good team looks like. You'll you'll be able to build your own team, your own systems. But right now you're getting paid to learn. Get paid to learn. So that might be another takeaway. If you're in a space where, you know, maybe you hate your job or you're not comfortable where you are right now, see see what you can learn from your experience, from your environment. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Great way to end. So we're, def- we're definitely going to have, have you back on and probably before January, too, because I got to schedule my, my next panels where I bring, you know, four to, four to six of my, my four former guests. We come back, we pick a topic and we, we go round table around yeah. the topic I like and that. I, yeah i'd like to have you back on and i'm also going to connect you with a few of my, my podcast friends that that i know that you're gonna you're gonna gel with okay so this is good stuff you know because that's what that's what this is all about and, and anyway it's about connections and networking yeah. and it's like i've met some some amazing people just from either having them on my show or me being a guest on th- their show and then just all the connections are are insane yeah. <laughs> you know it's really sure. really good so yeah please please do Will do. All right. So thank you very much and uh, have a great rest of your day. 
Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind.